Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here for you from Confidence After Cancer. And in this week's podcast, I've got a really interesting guest, a lady with quite an interesting backstory. But the real thing we want to talk about this week is body confidence, because for a lot of people that I talk to, um, whether they're a cancer survivor or whether they're a midlife person, the thing that can come up so many times is body confidence, lack of body confidence, struggles with body confidence, sometimes comparing yourself to other people can be such a dangerous thing. So I've got an expert in this this week and my guest is Belinda Warburton. Belinda is known affectionately as B. Uh, she's a lovely, bubbly character who's going to come on in a minute and talk to us uh, about a little bit about her journey, but also about the work that she does and how she helps people with body confidence. She is an internationally certified and accredited body confidence coach, and also she's an owner, the owner of Bee's Boutique. She has spent a large part of her life in a spiral of low self-esteem, body hatred, and diet prison. So she's speaking from experience. She speaks from the heart. She really does. And um, she's a very authentic person and she's just a wonderful person to connect with. And B says, you know, 10 years ago, I stepped out of my fear and I started my journey to find a better way of life and build unshakable body confidence. It's been amazing. I never knew I could be so happy just as I am. And now I want to help other ladies like you to feel the same. So how wonderful is that? That's the introduction to B. I'm going to, Belinda, I'm going to introduce her in a minute and um, I can't wait for you to, to listen to what she's got to say. She's got so many nuggets of information. The podcast with, with B is about 30 minutes. There's so much more we could have talked about and I'll probably have her on um, the podcast again as a guest because she was just wonderful and so easy to talk to. Such an absolute pleasure. So let's go over and meet B. Thank you. Hello there, Belinda. So I'm now going to introduce you to Belinda and it was lovely to see you online. Belinda, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fine. Thank you so much, Gabby, for having me on. It's um, really exciting to be here and uh, I'm really yeah, me too. And as I've said in the introduction, um, body image is a topic that comes up time and time again. And I think it's probably, you know, the number one thing that breast cancer survivors are struggling with. But I, I also think, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are my age, maybe I like to think midlife women. Um, okay. And it's a common theme, isn't it? It's such a common theme for a lot of women. It maybe really men is, as well. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's changing all the time as well. But uh, a lot of it does come down to image and body shapes and, and weights and things like that, which is not necessarily where it starts, but it's how we notice it. Um, so, mm, yes, that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm going a little bit off topic here, but I remember years ago when I first went on holiday with my friend and I was quite large and busty and she was very slim and flat stomach. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I had this thought running in my head for quite a long time. I'm going to have to go on holiday with this and she's going to look fabulous in a bikini. And 
one night we'd had a few drinks and she <laughs> let me know that she'd had this thought in her mind. I'm going to have to go on holiday with this woman. She's got big boobs and I haven't. And so we were both running different stories, <laughs> both wanting yeah. what the other one had. Yes. <laughs> Why can't we just be happy with how we are? But yeah, <laughs> I, I digress. It's still quite normal today as well, wanting what we haven't got. <laughs> yeah, probably is. So it's, as I say, it's lovely to meet you, Belinda. I'd like really to start off with, you know, tell the podcast uh, listeners, a little bit about yourself, the sort of work that you do, and how did you get into this work? Because I'm really interested to hear that. Okay, so I am now a, a body confidence coach, and I've been qualified for over a year. And how did I get into it? Well, lifelong body confidence issues um, from 11 years old, really, because I've always been curvy. I'm not going to say I was always overweight, because I certainly wasn't. But like you were just saying there, I felt that everybody was slimmer, flatter, tall, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I and yeah, I grew up in a in a household where uh, I'm one of three sisters, mum and dad, and me and my middle sister uh, take after my dad. My mum and my eldest sister are very alike, so they're quite slim. Me and Nikki mm -hmm. were uh, always curvy, and she was put on a diet at eight years old. Oh, yeah. ouch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was overweight. It was a yeah, long story, but yeah, she was. So, and she's six years older than me. So I had grown up with diets all my life from as young as, you know, I can remember really. Mm -hmm. And that became part of my life. We were close because we, I mean, we're all close as a family, but similar body shapes. So we resonated with each other. And so our whole world really, not just, I mean, obviously we have great sisters, but resonated around what's the next diet, what's the next thing we're going to do, how are we going to do it, etc. And even, I mean, both of us got married and I um, have always been seen as this life and soul of the party, the big party girl, the happy girl, she's always happy with this, this, that and the other. But unfortunately, uh, in my first marriage, I really wasn't that person. That was my cloak and my mask, um, which sort of kept me safe until it didn't keep me safe anymore, until failed shopping trips, not being able to find clothes would send me home. I would lock myself in the bedroom. I would cry. I would... Yeah, there's lots of things that happened. And so I was either the really happy-go-lucky Belinda or I was the really miserable, fed-up, unhappy Belinda. There was no happy medium then. And um, that led me to consider my whether I wanted to be here anymore. And I don't know what happened the next day, but I, I woke up knowing that that wasn't a healthy thought and that I needed to do something. But I wouldn't go to the doctors, too embarrassed no way I was going to go to the doctors I'd heard about counselling and so I found some after sort of a couple of phone calls I found someone who didn't feel like they were judging me or you know and I had two years of counselling which was fabulous for my prior issues a little bit with my confidence but not particularly with my body confidence um, because my prior issues were more well this does lead into body confidence about not feeling worthy um, I had two sisters, one who is incredibly clever, letters after a name, and the other one, which was Nikki, who was always going to marry and have children. And I didn't want children, and I wasn't really academically bright. So where do you sit, you know? I just didn't feel like yeah. a belong. And um, I wanted to be an actress. My mum told me that wasn't a job. I thought she meant I wasn't good enough. So <laughs> 
just really led to my life then. But after having the uh, counselling, I did actually leave my husband because I'd married him for the wrong reasons. Broke his heart, filled myself with a load more guilt and then moved on, as you do. And Mm -hmm. married my husband now. I've been married to 20 years, um, a little way down the line. And when we were about five years in, I think, um, my husband's painter and decorator. And I have... Oh, so is mine. I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. I had <laughs> so he'd fallen 30 foot off his ladder and he had two bleeds oh, on goodness. the brain and a fractured skull. And I had to come because he may not survive the night. So wow. that was a shock, to say the least. Yeah. And feels very surreal. When I talk about it now, I get goose bumpy. Mm. It's horrible. Thankfully, he did survive the night. But if you know anything about brain injuries, you'll know that the recovery process and the person that they are afterwards is never the person they were before. So it's like being married to a whole new man. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was hard work. And at that time, I was working for a leading weight loss company in a managerial position, worked a lot, a lot of hours. And Mm -hmm. I had to step down. I couldn't balance I needed to be around for my husband. So I stepped down to be a, a leader and I stayed like that for a while. And at that point, I'd lost, first time ever in my life, so I've lost a reasonable amount of weight. And it wasn't long after I started putting it back on. And people say, oh, well, you can't feed me. I wasn't. I wasn't hardly eating anything at all, to be honest with you. I was just so worried. But actually, what I then found out, I was feeling really poorly. So I was about 38. I was 38. I went to the doctors and they did some blood tests. And then I had this lovely conversation that said, I sat in front of a male doctor. Yeah, well, we've done your blood tests. And I didn't know what they were for. He said, mm-hmm. uh, you're through menopause. And I went, sorry. I, I, and to be perfectly honest with you, I knew very little about it. My mother had never mm-hmm. spoken to us about it. I don't even know. She, she went through it, or women do, but I have no idea how, why, or whatever. And yeah. it was a shock, a mm-hmm. real shock. And then there was a whole load of stuff that came with that. You know, he was very blunt. You know, I said, can I do it naturally? He said, not if you want a lot, like 50 when you're 40. You've got a history of osteoporosis, so you know. And I got referred to a specialist. Thankfully, the specialist was a female. She was fabulous. Mm-hmm. But it was a huge turning point in my life because mm-hmm. we know that he's early and that comes with its risks and its problems. And then yeah. at that point, I sort of decided I probably wouldn't have children. But when someone says to you, you can't, can't. it's a bit different. So uh, after a, a week of being very upset and I know it's awful, but I sat there and I said to him, oh, my God, you're old because that's <laughs> associate menopause obviously I know different of course you do of course you do yeah and it was hideous it really was um and I didn't find out until that many not many years ago actually when I did a bit of research because I couldn't understand why it wasn't it's not hereditary in my family like it wasn't a hereditary thing so why did it happen to me and I didn't realize that when you put your body into major shock or when your body's put in major shock it can actually onset all kind of illnesses oh wow menopause is one of them and I think when you look at the timeline and everything that's probably what it coincided with so at that point I gave up the corporate work I couldn't do it anymore Mm -hmm. Wade when you go to a management meeting and you're all of your all of the managers are taking laxatives or not eating anything for two days or it's it's not a healthy environment that's goodness me the leading weight loss environment it's it's not good 
So um, I left and started my own business. Bit of a gamble, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but it, I started the boutique and it started uh-huh. a journey for me. Brilliant a real sort of change around my life and started yeah. not straight away to be body confident that's that would be an absolute lie but got mm-hmm. better because now I could buy clothes that I could wear that I actually liked that I didn't feel like grandma yeah. in, and yeah. I could do that for other women so mm-hmm. it's that journey I met my who is my manager she's my best friend and she is my biggest advocate of my body and my body shape and whatever. So she's really helped. And then I oh, started yeah. my journey looking into what is this body confidence? What does it mean? <laughs> body, what is body yeah. love? You know, I, I can't possibly uh, eat normally and not actually be on a diet because I'll just get huge, you know. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. all these things. And I think COVID was the place that really forced me into my biggest change because the business was closed and we've gotten online but we hadn't really worked on it we are very mm-hmm. much person people you know and uh my Karen messaged me um she runs all the sort of social side things and she said to me you need to start doing videos and I, was ah. like, I don't think so <laughs> <She's> <laughs> not for me <laughs> so it's like she said to me what's the what's the problem with it and I went I'm gonna get nasty comments people are gonna go oh you're fat what you do with pink hair you know it's gonna be awful and she said to me what's more awful losing the business or a few odd comments that I will manage anyway yeah and I thought god that's quite scary what if I do lose so anyway decision was made to start doing videos, which in in the house I might. Some people had a fabulous lockdown. I certainly didn't. I'm afraid. I no. had a son that moved in. My mother-in-law moved in. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Yeah. It was it was it was for the right reasons, but it was hard work. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I um recorded my first video after re-recording it probably around about eight. <laughs> to be absolutely perfect and well don't like that shot we don't like that shot of me and you know what it's quite amazing the response back was totally opposite of what I thought it would be it was oh my god it's so lovely to see you we're stuck at home we miss you we can't pop uh, in all of these things yeah. and so I thought, oh this is okay so I did a few I had some clothing at home and I'm like Karen we're running out of stuff to do I can't go to the shop because it wasn't local you know what what do I do? She said, oh, do some, you know, scarf tying demonstrations. You're good at those. I was mm. like, I do that. And then I look back now and I cannot believe that at the peak of what we were doing, because it was a really hot summer, I was doing cover-ups and I actually appeared on a video with a swimsuit on and I still can't believe I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You know, it started, it really propelled me into, I'd already been looking at body confidence and can I do this and how can I do it? Yeah. And it just propelled me. And while we were closed, I was keeping the business life. But I had time to read, look, do stuff. And that's mm-hmm. where it started. And then propelled even more in January 2021. Um, my sister, the one who we were always doing diets together, I was mm-hmm. trying to stop her dieting. She was still dieting at this point, And I had actually stopped. And um, she'd been isolated. She had really bad asthmatics. So she'd been isolating from day one. And... I saw her in the November. So that year, that first year, I think I saw her three times. And um, we spent an hour and a half in a car in masks in November because I had to rush her to the emergency vet. So they, if I catch this, I'm going to die. 
and she'd been digesting all the content, everything that was put out. And I said to her, please stop watching it because it's not all as it's. Yeah. And then in the January, I had this frantic phone call from her, January 2021. Her husband had contracted it from work. Um, he was a train driver, so he had to work. And um, mm -hmm. she'd isolated him. And then two days later, even more frantic, she'd contracted it. Yeah. That was the Thursday. Saturday, she was admitted to hospital because she couldn't keep her oxygen levels. And we had our usual funny text chats and, and whatever. And then on the Monday, my brother-in-law phoned me and said the hospital have asked us to stop text her she needs to rest so we've got to phone the ward they moved yeah. her to ICU I wasn't overly concerned at that point because ICU is actually very good care and then they talk of a ventilator and whatever and then on the Friday morning I had the phone call of my nightmares and I was told my sister had to admit uh, she was oh, 54, years old. 54 did you say sorry 54 been on a diet yeah. since she was eight and oh, lived her whole life in body shame. And oh. I, my world fell apart, literally. Yeah, um, sure. But then I just took over. I'm the always seen as the strong one, the one who does. So my brother-in-law fell apart. I had to ring my dad. Oh, my God, telling my dad was oh. hideous. I organised the funeral of what we could have, which was barely anything. Mm -hmm. And I made sure my niece and nephew, she's got children. They were 24 and 27. Oh. And, so, yeah, I just went into overdrive, just did, just did everything yeah. that, to give her the best that we could at that point. And course, then yeah. the shop opened again and then I was propelled back into it. So it was just like a, I felt like I was on this roller coaster. It just wasn't stopping. Yeah. And it wasn't till towards Christmas and I knew something wasn't right. And obviously having been in, in a bad situation before, I could mm -hmm. feel it falling. And by the January, it wasn't good. And I no. took the decision to contact the doctors. And they gave, put me on depression tablets. They gave they put me on a list for grief counselling as well. And uh, they were really good, actually. They did keep, like, a regular checkup on me. And it was during all of that. So that was January. And then, literally, over the next few months, I waited. For, I had to wait quite a while for the grief counselling. And in the meantime... All I can say is I think coaching found me and I'd done a little like certification, free certification to see if I liked it. And I thought, I really like this. This is yeah. bold focus. This will give me my chance to move on, to, to work out what's next. And so I did a full proper accreditation. I met some fabulous people. I was, I was coached myself, which yeah. was great. I was also having grief counselling at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. went into hospital for three months. Oh. It was everything. But do you know what? I think coaching was my lifesaver. And I totally believe that somehow she's the one that's pushed me to do this because she knows that women should not be living like this. And it doesn't no. matter whether you've like the your ladies have obviously got a bigger obstacle because they've got the cancer or post-cancer but mm -hmm. there are too many ladies who live like this way too many ladies absolutely and yeah. come to be where I am 
Oh, thank you for sharing your story. I'm, I want to give you a virtual hug. I mean, you know, so much, you know, so much sadness and so much, like you say, the, the life that your sister le lived and the thoughts that she'd had. And, and I absolutely agree with what you just said about mindset, because this is something I talk about all the time. You know, we started with COVID and we were watching the news all the time and we were waiting for six o'clock to see what Boris was going to mm -hmm. say. And, and it came to a point where I was like, I cannot watch this anymore. No. I don't want to live my life in fear. I know, you know, I want to keep myself safe. I want to keep my family safe but I cannot have this constant fear. I'm telling myself that the world is a horrible, scary place because mm. is that really living? Is it? I don't think it is. No. And I'm like you as well uh, with the coaching. I, you know, I started my coaching journey. I've been dabbling in coaching for years mm -hmm. after my cancer journey. I was like you, you've been through a lot and you think, right, I'm going to feel victorious now and I'm, I can take on the world and I've beaten this. You know, I had a very mm. aggressive cancer. My diagnosis was not great. And then you get the sort of the old, it wasn't exactly an all clear like you see on the films yeah. where they ring a bell yeah. and everybody dances around. It wasn't quite like that. They said, well, no evidence of disease at the moment, but you need to keep an eye on you because it's highly likely to come back. Which is, um, yes. But even <laughs> getting to that, yeah. I thought, yeah. <laughs> even, even getting that, you know, oh, it's, you're all clear now. And I thought, this is great. Now I'm going to jump back into my own life and be the old person that I was. But I wasn't. I was broken. I was devastated. And a, part, a lot of it was about body image. Uh, that was yes. big, a huge part of it. My confidence had just gone. You know, I'd had a mastectomy. And when I talked to other people, I realised I was in a very fortunate position because I've been, I've been married to my husband many years. We've been together over 40 years. So I had that love and support. And, you know, he, he just wanted me to get better. He just wanted me to survive. He wasn't concerned yes. about mastectomy in that way. But I was, I was devastated and I didn't want to get undressed in front of him. I didn't want to be intimate with him. And then I'm speaking to other ladies who were single, other ladies that were dating. I've told that's a whole other podcast of horrendous stories they've got. And I just think, you know, the mindset to me, and I think that's changing your mindset is what coaching can do for so many people. That's what I see time and time again. So I'd really like to talk to you about that. You know, how do people change their mindset to become more body confident? Because it might not just be that the surgery has done this to them. Most people like me, it, I look back, you know, when I was a teenager and it was a skinny little thing, I thought I was fat. Yes. You know? and <laughs> so I've had this thing for years that yeah. my body image has never been good. I think yeah. so with mindset, when we spoke briefly before, I thought about this um, and mm. sort of before cancer and after cancer thing. And actually, it can go two ways. So the first thing I would be asking yourself is where was where was I with my body before? OK, okay. so how did I feel about my body before? What did I like about it? Was there things I didn't like? Or was I really confident? Because you could have been really confident before. And then post the cancer, that mm -hmm. it could have knocked your confidence. So I get that. Sure. But sometimes I wonder whether we were truly body confident before. And if we weren't, the counsellor has propelled that into something bigger. So that puts things into focus. It really does. If you've got a bad, for instance, a bad relationship, the cracks will will become bigger cracks when you yeah, go absolutely. through something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like cancer will be the biggest thing in your life, probably, that you've ever faced. And mm -hmm. I think part of that mindset as well is about not letting it define you afterwards. Yeah. So it could be yeah. your story and it's part of your story. And absolutely, it's a powerful story. And it's fabulous to share with people who have been in the same position or a bit behind you so you, you can give them guidance and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's about not allowing that to define who you are. 
Um, because the other thing is, like you said, with relationships, now whether you're in a long-term relationship or whether you are looking for a relationship, the more confident you are with yourself, the better you will be in that relationship. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so the thing is, um, and that's a mindset thing, confidence mm -hmm. is the mindset, okay? And yeah. I think whether you're looking for a partner, if you don't become really confident, you won't choose the best for yourself because you won't believe you're worth it. That's the first yes. thing. And if you've got a long-term partner, of course they all just want you to get better. That's absolutely normal. But they and they will think that you will come out afterwards feeling fabulous because you've got through it. But yes. it doesn't work like that because you are changed. Whether mm -hmm. you've had a mastectomy or other things, or even just cancer, you are changed. Yeah. So it's 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 getting to know you now, understanding you now. And I think, you know, for me, um, I work with different clients and their journeys are all individuals. So I have frameworks that we work to, of course, but that doesn't often happen on a journey. <laughs> clients are all different and they need different things yeah. from me. And body confidence is, is a lot of things. So I might have a client who comes to me who is worried about their weight or I might have a client that comes to me that looks beautiful, but is worried about her age. The yeah. thing is, weight, age, all of that is external mm -hmm. and is being fed by something internally. And that internal generally comes round to a feeling of not being worth it. Time and time again, I've heard that. Yeah. Where does it all go back to not feeling good enough? And I'm a big fan of Louise Hay. And she talks about breast cancer being a result of not loving yourself. And some people think that's complete hooey and, you know, what a load of rubbish. Yeah. But I truly believe that so yeah. many breast cancer. That's my thing that I know the best. I know breast yes, cancer survivors. A lot of them can't even, you know, we talk about loving yourself. They're not, they don't even like themselves. They don't even accept themselves. They're very hard on themselves, some of the people I work with. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I yeah, I, I see it. And and there's um what people don't realize either. And I did a sort of little uh, some work on this last week, week before on my socials, is there are eight stages of body confidence. Okay. okay. Eight. I mean, people think there's just like three or something. It's not, it's eight. <laughs> um, and the first one, body hate is when you literally hate yourself, you can see nothing good about yourself, okay? To the top one, which is body love, body confidence is the one below that. And that's why I offer body confidence and not body love. There's two different things, okay? Body love will come over time when you are body confidence stage and you continue doing the work on yourself. It's a bit like being married 40 years. Your love <laughs> is there to start with, but it grows over time. Yeah. And body love is exactly the same. And um, yeah, I, and I always liken like when people worry about things like about their external appearance. I do something with my my clients called the snail, which everybody laughs about. OK, and what I try and liken it to is. You're separating two parts of your body, you separate the inner you from the outer you. Okay. And we focus very much on the outer because of societal standards, a lot of it, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And that has to stop. I mean, that is, I'm so passionate about making that stop. Or certainly oh, yeah, you know, I've got granddaughters and, I, you know, well, a grandson as well, but I do worry about young women now, particularly social, you know, it was hard enough when I was a teenager of keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up with fashions, you know, exactly. which I never was one of the cool kids. But now social media is, is vicious, isn't it? Yeah. It's vicious. And it's, 
and it's destructive and we have so many more mental health issues because of it and we are being impounded by it because we're being told we shouldn't age we're not valuable when we get older we need to buy the next lotion or potion or we do you know what you can do all of that you can you can go and do everything external but if you don't work on the internal it will never be enough you can lose stones in weight but if you don't work on you it will never keep off and that's where I am a real true advocate of body confidence you have Mm -hmm. to work on the inner you to love the outer you okay it's as simple as that but if you're a snail (laughs) if you liken yourself to a snail a snail can't work without its shell and the shell can't work without the body of course yeah my body wouldn't function if I didn't have it covered in skin and, and whatever and my body wouldn't function if I didn't have my inners. So snails <laughs> are all unique. You know what? Mm-hmm. We can't. We think they all look the same. Some are fat and some are smaller. Some are bigger. Some are taller. Some... They all are unique. And that's what we are. We are yeah. unique. So if somebody says to you, oh, do a diet, do this exercise, do that, do that, do that. It's impossible. One size does not fit all when we all have unique DNA. You know, that's where you need to start is is start working with the stuff inside you, because we can all find stuff inside us that we like about ourselves. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And sometimes people just need someone to hold their hand and show them the way, because I know that people will say, well, there's nothing good about me. There's nothing special about me. I'm, you know, I'm and particularly in families, you know, she's the clever one. She's the pretty one. I'm just I'm just nothing. You know, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. 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 And it just it it will come from the simplest of comments that probably isn't meant in that way. But it's how we internalize everything, you see. And um, and of course, these are our limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And mindset is about limiting beliefs. And to change your mindset, you have to start feeding yourself a different narrative. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, uh, you know, I've done a lot of personal development over the years. It's taken me a long, long time. Uh, Somebody, you know, I've suffered with body image. I've suffered with anxiety and depression, all these things. Mm. But I see it in other people. It's much easier to see it in other people, isn't it? And, you know, I'm working now as a coach and I can see it time and time again. Mm. And I see women particularly, because I've worked mostly with women, living small lives, living, you know, they're not expressing themselves. They're not living the joyful lives they could live if they just had that, that belief in themselves. And it's so sad, but it's great, you know, that you're out there doing the work that you're doing. And it's fabulous. I love, I was a bit, little bit like you. I started doing the podcast and there was a the little voice saying, well, who are you to do a podcast? Who are you to go on YouTube? You know, what are you thinking yeah. of? You're nearly 60. Yeah. But I've done it. And, you know, I started off with a script, so I'm like really nervous reading. Mm. And now I'm thinking, I'm talking to people. And the feedback is great because people want connection. And I think that was one of the big things we lost in COVID. Still see yes. it now. Some people are still scared of making connections, but mm. they can do it online if that's that, that's how they want to work. You can do it online, and I presume you work with people online as well. Is that right, Belinda? I do. Yes. I mean, um, I I very rarely do in person because it limits how many people I can help as well. Yeah. But this, yeah. you know, the fact that you can see each other, the fact that we have this technology that allows yeah. us to do this, it feels really connected. The great thing about coaching that I love about it is that it's, and I love it when I, I, I am still coached now, it's uh, when someone else, and I'm a coach, but when someone else sees your blind spots, that's mm-hmm. what it's about, isn't it? And we've all yeah. got them. We don't think we have, but we really have. <laughs> um, and it's uncovering those blind spots. And when they happen, the realisation is like, 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. Okay. So, and then you sort of explore with them how they want to move forward because there's so many things you can do, isn't there? And it's not right for everybody. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs something different. Everybody learns differently as well. So, that's the great thing. There's so many ways that you can become body confident. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's some of it is the simplest things. And it's so funny. Some of my clients are like, but that's really small. And then I'll do 12 weeks with them. And by week six, seven and eight, they're all of a sudden realizing what's happened in those six, seven weeks, you know. And I think that's that that's fabulous. It's yeah, I absolutely love it. I am so interested in the brain and how it works and processes. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's fascinating stuff. So mm. if people want to get in touch with you, Belinda, what's the best way? I'm going to post all the links to your socials. I know you, you're active on social media. Yes. I'll post the links below. But what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if you'd like to learn more about the work that you do? I think, first of all, just join my website. It's pretty comprehensive. So it's www.belindawarburton.com. The first page is a little synopsis with some links. The second page is my story. So you can read the whole story from there. The um, third page is where you can read about how my coaching works and you can book a free discovery call. So it's a one hour call, no obligation. But the beauty about that is one, you can see me (laughs) and we can talk because I only I only work with people if I feel that we're a right fit because you don't fit everybody. We're not one size fits all. Um, And you can decide whether I'm a good fit for you and you will experience coaching during that session. So you will get an idea of what it's about. I can find out what you're expecting. um, Mm -hmm. And then we can talk from there. So I love that discovery session. It's probably one of the most powerful things as a coach that we do. And at the end, if you decide it's not for you, then that's absolutely fine. You still had it. You still had that experience. So that's on there. And then on the next page is free resources, free book Mm -hmm. you can download that I wrote and the link to my free Pink Power Body Confidence Hub Facebook group. It's a private group. I keep it very safe because I don't want any nastiness in there. Um, And it's growing all the time. The great thing about the group is I'm very active on my normal socials and they're all on the website as well. So you can link to Instagram and Facebook. But in my private group, they get me live every week. Brilliant. Topic of the week. So they can interact, listen, ask me questions, whatever. So they get a bit more of me. Yeah. If that's the the right way to say. But again, it's more connection, isn't it? It's just more connection. So yeah, you're on a screen, but you're talking to people, you're talking about them, not just about, you know, general concepts. It's about them and their issues and you're there for them. And I love that, that people can reach out to you, you know, whatever issues they've got, you're in that small private group. They can talk to you one-to-one as well. That's There's so much help available for people just to explore where they've listened to this podcast and thought, mm, there's something in there that, you know, that yeah, that resonates with me. I'd, you know, I'd like to know more about that. Then I'd really re- you know urge people who are listening or watching, just get in touch with Belinda, have that call or go to the Facebook group and just find out a little bit more. Because, you know, it could be the thing you just need that little bit of help to get you to that next level where you are more body confident and you can start living a more joyful life which is what we all want isn't it absolutely and we all want to live pretty authentically because the only way you'll be happy is is if you live authentically to who you are if you put yourself at the bottom of the list all the time and put everybody else in front of you at some point you will burn out because you can't help everyone else if you don't help yourself 
That's so important. Um, and I always say to women who have got children, and I, and I don't have children, but I see it time and time again, where they'll say, oh, well, no, you know, um, I, I, my daughter wants some money, so I'll just give her the money or whatever. And I just said to someone the other day, and she went, oh, I don't like you saying that. So I said, what do you mean? She went, no, because it's truthful. And I said, <laughs> you're the mother you want your daughter to be. Oh, that's a, that's a good way twisting that thought around because you do as a mother it's sort of a, almost a primal thing of I don't know if it's society conditioning to think you come last the children come first and you if you're a good mother and you're a good woman you should that's what you should do but I really like that that's good. because actually like they're learning from you and I yeah. learned from my sister's experience of being on diets that's what I learned and that's yeah. not a good way to be. So if you can give your children a really good experience where they know that they can be unique, where they know they can stand out from the crowd, they don't have to follow. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You are exactly. making a big difference in the younger generation already if you do that. And, uh, yeah, I, I just I love what I do. I'm very passionate, as you can probably tell. I'm 51 years old. And I am not, someone said to me, oh, at 50, I felt like I'd disappeared. Well, I'm not disappearing anytime soon. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are. I don't think you are either. <laughs> I'm definitely not. And the other thing on my um, website is there's a journal that I've created. It is chargeable, oh, but it's wow. expensive, but it's a 12 week you can do it yourself. It asks you some really interesting questions. It's not the mm -hmm. exact framework that I use because, like I said, everybody's journey is individual. Yeah. But it's got a lot of stuff in there. If you want to have a go, try yourself. It's a downloadable or it's a hard copy sent to you. So that's on there. I mean, literally, I am an open book. <laughs> I, I feel anybody can ask me anything and I will be as truthful as I possibly can. And if they, you know, as truthful as I can, in the nice way as well there's there's no need mm. to be to anybody um no. but I, you know i'm a coach you're a coach we do see mm -hmm. the blind spots and that's you know if we can't ask you the uncomfortable questions you're never going to grow no, that's true. <laughs> you're never going to grow thank you so much belinda it's been an absolute joy to speak to you i think we need to do another podcast because i said this this subject is huge it's and nice. uh yeah it's a massive subject, so I'm sure we'll be doing another podcast on another topic. But thank you so much for your time. I'll post all the links that we talked about before so people can get in touch with you, download your journal, look at the um, website, look at your Facebook group. So thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank Speak you so you. much, Gabby. I shall keep thank in touch you. with you. And um, Absolutely. if I've helped anybody today, I've done my job. I've done what I set out to do. I'm looking forward to seeing the feedback, but I'm sure that you have. Thank you, Belinda. Take care, Thank my love. You, wow. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and my wonderful guest, Belinda Warburton. I love talking to her. I hope you can tell that. Um, such a fascinating woman. So brutally honest in parts of her story about the difficulties that she's faced in her life, but how she's overcome it, the things that she's learned from the challenges that she's been through. So many things I loved about what she said, but one of the big things that I, I talked about before and, and Belinda sort of reaffirmed that is that mindset is everything. You know, the way we talk to ourselves, she talked about relationships and the problems that you can have in a relationship. But really, the most important relationship you've got is with yourself. If you can look at yourself in the mirror and be happy with the person that you see looking back at you and realizing you're not perfect, my love, because nobody is none of us are perfect we all make mistakes we've all got things maybe that we want to work on and maybe that we want to improve 
that doesn't mean you can't love yourself. That doesn't mean you can't accept yourself for the wonderful, beautiful person that you are. And, you know, if you need help with your body image, you need help with your confidence. I'm here for you. You know, I am confidence after cancer is my thing. I specialize in helping people like me who have struggled when cancer treatment finishes. For me, that was when I felt my confidence just fell off a cliff. Um, I felt my life was in free fall. I didn't know who I was. I'd lost all sense of identity. And Belinda's work is very similar to that. She specializes in body image with people who are not happy about the way they look. And I know for cancer survivors, that can be a huge thing. Talk to so many people who struggle after surgery. Even if you have a reconstruction, you know, you will know it's not the same as the body's never the same as it was before the cancer. Even if you don't have surgery, chemo can ravage your body. Radiotherapy can ravage your body. But do you know what? So can aging. Aging is a natural thing that we've almost become to believe is something wrong with you if you age. And, yet, you know, you see in, in on social media, uh, actresses or people in the public eye being criticised because they're looking old or they've got wrinkles or whatever. You know, getting older and ageing is a privilege denied to many. And I try to remember that when I count my blessings. I've survived my cancer. It's my privilege to help other people. I think Belinda's got the same attitude as well. She's been through a hell of a lot. She's had a lot of challenges I never experienced. You know, we've all got our stories. We've all had our dark days, but it's really what you do with that learning and how you move forward in life. And you really can make the rest of your life the best of your life. And if you need help, I'm here for you. Belinda's here for you. I'll post their social links below this. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Take care, my darling. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye-bye.